From Capital News Illinois, I'm Peter Hancock. I'm Rebecca Anzel. And I'm Jerry Nowicki. And this is Capital Cast. Today we take a look at three things that have been happening in the State House over the last several days. First, Governor J.B. Pritzker announced that he would refuse to accept federal Title X money, which is family planning money that goes out to health clinics and hospitals around the state. Also, he signed two immigration-related bills that are meant to protect undocumented children in the state of Illinois. And then there was a special consent order involving the Attorney General and a company called Sterigenics, which would allow that company to reopen its plant in Willowbrook. Let's start with Rebecca Ansel because you've been covering the Title X issue. Uh, it was on Thursday, July 18th, that the governor announced he would not accept the federal Title X money. What was behind that move? So the Trump administration changed rules that govern the family planning program known as Title X. Um, basically, they clarified that uh, abort that um, this money, taxpayer money can in no way, shape, or form be used at all um, in abortions or... um, Or even to refer patients for abortion services. Or to talk to patients about abortions in any way, shape, or form have anything to do with abortions. And Governor Pritzker, given that um, he was a big proponent for the Reproductive Health Act, which just passed this session, he felt that by accepting the federal money that the state usually does every year, so the federal government had promised um, the Illinois Department of Public Health $4 million. Governor Pritzker felt that by accepting that federal funding, it would hold impoverished women who mostly benefit from this program. Um, it, it would hold that funding hostage, he said. Um, and so he, he declined it. He told the federal government they could, they could keep that funding. So does that mean there won't be as much family planning money available in Illinois, or what's going to happen here? So instead, what the state is going to do is um, sort of reappropriate money that the Department of Public Health in the state um, was already given in their fiscal year 2020 budget. Um, They're going to use $2.4 million to fund the 72 clinics uh, that are in the state. I'm throwing a lot of numbers at you. Um, And then they're also going to be using about $1.35 million for administrative costs to sort of oversee that program. Okay, so 1.3 million out of 4 million, that's a pretty sizable administrative budget. Uh, has there been any response about you know what's behind that? So the Department of Public Health basically said that um, they, they gave me a breakdown on where that where that money goes. Um, about 63% of that is for their personnel costs. The office that oversees this program has six employees. Um, and so to, to fully fund those employees apparently costs about $850,000. Um, the rest of the money goes to travel, um, conference registration costs, supplies, so to buy male and female condoms, brochures, pamphlets, other education-related materials, um, computers, um, data and billing system, professional training programs and sure, such. But sure. um, one thing I do want to stress, though, is that um, um, it's unclear if the amount of money that the state of Illinois is spending on these administrative costs is a normal amount of money. So if other states and Title X grantees also spend that amount of money, or if that is not normal. And we don't sort of have the context um, for that, but I'm working on it. 
But the overall message behind this was really kind of a slap in the face to the Trump administration, wasn't it? Because the two have clearly very different views about uh, the abortion issue and whether public money should be used to fund abortion-related services. Yeah, absolutely. Governor Pritzker has been very outspoken in saying um, and agreeing with several Illinois lawmakers that abortion is like any other health care procedure and should be treated as such. Um, Former Governor Rauner had signed House Bill 40, which allowed taxpayer dollars to be spent on abortions. Um, The General Assembly just passed and Governor Pritzker signed uh, the Reproductive Health Act, which widely um, expanded access to reproductive health care. Um, and the Trump administration in these new regulations, um, I should mention they, they carried over from the Reagan administration. Um, they really had sought to ensure that taxpayer money was not spent on abortion. And so those two philosophies that the state of Illinois and the Trump administration have very much clash. Okay. And you mentioned that because there were very similar restrictions, uh, during the Reagan administration, they were later Uh, rescinded during uh, the Clinton administration. And so what uh, President Trump is now putting back in place is really regulations that uh, have been in place before. Have been in place and have been upheld by the U.S. Supreme Court. So we'll see what happens. Okay. And it strikes me as kind of interesting because as he's criticizing President Trump over that issue, he's also, I believe it was on Tuesday, uh, July 23rd, he signed two bills into law uh, aimed at protecting undocumented children here in the United States. President Trump has said numerous times that he plans to carry out mass deportations in major American cities, including Chicago. And so Governor Pritzker was in Chicago on the 23rd signing these two bills, one of which would extend the period of time when courts can grant short-term guardianship to children if their parents have been deported or are being detained. And another allows uh, children to petition for what's called special juvenile immigrant status if they are the victims of abuse and neglect. And he said at the bill signing that he wants Illinois to be a firewall against the Trump administration. It's a word he's used several times in the past. And this follows kind of on the heels of bills that earlier bills that he signed, one of which prevents uh, local law enforcement from cooperating with immigration and customs enforcement. Uh, They can't take part in a program where they're essentially deputized as ICE agents. And also another bill banning uh, privately owned for-profit immigrant detention centers in Illinois. And he specifically called out the Trump administration on all of these bills, uh, so really taking a very different stand on immigration than President Trump has been taking. Uh, So, Jerry, what do you make of all this? He seems to be trying to gain some sort of national spotlight in all of this. It does seem like that. Uh, He's trying to build his, you know, progressive cred and whatnot, but to some extent he's just following the the voices of the people who elected him. He got elected on this platform. He said he was going to do this type of thing, and, and that's what he's been doing. He's been delivering on it. Um, there's, of course, large um, Latino populations in, in the Chicago area, and to some extent he's, you know, protecting his, his constituents from a very uh, real threat that they face um, from the federal government. Do either of you have a sense, though, about um, Governor Pritzker was widely elected by constituents in northeastern Illinois, so Chicago, the suburbs. Do either of you have a sense of um, perhaps how his 
recent actions, both with Title X family planning and um, these immigration bills, how they play in southern Illinois and central Illinois? Well, I think there has been some pushback from Republicans in other parts of the state, especially on the abortion issue. Uh, I noticed during the legislative session when immigration-related issues came up, uh, during floor debate in the House and the Senate, the Republicans would express some opposition, but they didn't go all the way down the Trump road, so to speak. Uh, They didn't, you know, start talking about taking American jobs away or that sort of stuff. They were, uh, were mainly just talking about additional expenses for local governments or that sort of thing. Yeah, uh, the, the, there will be some clapback downstate um, for all of this, and it, it seems like the further right uh, portion of the Republican Party is growing. Uh, there's the, what they call the Eastern Bloc, which is a very conservative group from East-Central East, East, Illinois. Yeah, East-Central Illinois and very uh, strongly conservative districts that are, are pretty safe uh, Republican seats. So they have a little bit more leeway to, to be angry about this stuff and, and, and yeah there's I mean it's it's definitely a pendulum so it, it, it will swing back so meanwhile while all, all of this is going on uh, Governor Pritzker and Attorney General Raul uh, Kwame Raul seem to alienate some of their base uh, the pro-environmental base over this uh, sterilization plant in Willowbrook called Sterigenics. Uh, can you talk about what was going on there? Yeah, so Sterigenics uses a known cancer-causing chemical called ethylene oxide in its sterilization processes. And uh, some agency in the federal government um, had said there is an increased cancer risk for the surrounding communities because of the ethylene oxide emissions they had been emitting for so long, and people in that area, many people were getting rare cancers. It's what they call a cancer cluster, I think. Right. So... Pritzker, of course, said during his campaign that he'd shut down sterogenics for good. And uh, in February 9th of this year, he authorized the Illinois Environmental Protection Agency to put it under a seal seal order, meaning they could not use ethylene oxide in their, steriz- uh, in their sterilization processes. So that seal order would be lifted under the consent order entered into by uh, Sterigenics with the Attorney General and uh, the DuPage County State's Attorney. And in between there, they also passed a bill in the General Assembly, which Pritzker signed, that was supposed to be the toughest environmental bill dealing with ethylene oxide uh, that any state had ever passed. Right. So it seems like the court fight as to whether this consent order will be permissible is centered around Senate Bill 1852, which was sponsored by three Republicans from the area, uh, Senator John Curran, House Minority Leader Jim Durkin, and Deanne Mazaki, who is another representative from Elmhurst. So they say their legislative intent was to not by any means allow sterogenics to reopen, whereas the Attorney General says the strict reading of the letter of the law would allow allows for sterogenics or any company under seal order to reopen, um, provided that they put in equipment to meet the requirements in the law, which is basically um, allowing their internal emissions of uh, ethylene oxide down to zero and 0.2 parts per million for, for their ambient air. So there are people in these communities who are currently suffering from cancer, who have died of cancer over a period of years while this company has been in operation. At the same time, it's a big employer in the area. Uh, so you have that kind of classic uh, 
try to balance environmental interests versus economic interests. How did Governor Pritzker and Attorney General Raul come out on this? At this point, Peter, I don't know that anyone that's really uh, classifying it as an economic issue. I don't think anyone's mm. sticking up for them as an employer just because of the, the, the straight up danger of, of this chemical being in the ambient air. But it doesn't look good for Pritzker and Raul. Um, so Governor Pritzker, in response to uh, Leader Durkin's uh, public statements, he says, I will call a special session if you put forth another bill that is stronger than this one. Because he says, you know, you, Leader Durkin, have sponsored this bill. Um, if you wrote something that would shut sterogenics down for good, we would enforce that. And that's what uh, Attorney General Raul said. So he said, you put forth a new bill, um, and we'll call a special session and, and get it done. And in the meantime, the three Republican lawmakers uh, that you mentioned uh, kind of filed a, a motion to intervene, I guess, or they filed an amicus brief before the judge approved this consent order. Uh, they intervened in the case, and how did that come out? That, that was laying out much of the stuff we were just discussing. Like, uh, you know, their legislative intent behind the bill was not to allow these to open. But there's four municipalities that have intervened in the case. Um, they've been given motion to intervene. Uh, so they'll have one month to file a brief um, on the issue, objecting to the consent order. Just And, and the argument is uh, people have been poisoned because of this company, and there's nothing they could do to uh, regain the public trust trust, or, um, you know, just, just they shouldn't have the authority to operate because of what they did to so many people. So at least they've bought some time there before the plant reopens. Right. And and. So the other thing for the attorney general's point is that uh, he says with the consent order, they'll be allowed to emit 85 pounds of ethylene oxide per year, whereas the previous permit they had allowed them to emit over 36,000. So it will be a big difference, um, but, but uh, like Leader Durkin says, nobody in that area will ever trust this company again, no matter what it does. Have we heard anything from Sarogenics since they had released um, a press release at first, right? That kind of started this uh, whole public relations storm. Yes, Sarogenics, their initial release um, beat the attorney generals out. It was the first release on it, and that's what sort of caused the greatest uproar because they said, you know, we're not admitting fault for anything we've done. Um, and, and that's another thing that has these uh, Republican uh, lawmakers upset. And that's all the time we have for this week. Once again, I'm Peter Hancock here with Rebecca Ansel and Jerry Nowicki with Capital News Illinois. This has been Capital Cast, and thank you for listening.